All right, here we go. It's time to talk about dun 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 money. We haven't had a money episode in a hot minute, and I just think it's time. I think it's time. So I think money is is weird. I think that we want money. When I did a poll, gosh, I did a big market research project. It was about eight months ago now. The number one thing that you all said, we had over 4,000 different data points and references from you and the questions that you guys had answered in feedback that we'd received in emails, going through our Facebook communities. The number one thing was I want to make money online. I want to make money. Yet when we talk about making money, we get all kinds of weird and we shrink back and we shy or we project and say, well, that person just wants to make money or that person's constantly selling, right? And we project when in reality, that's just a reflection of the desire that we inherently have to make money. (laughs) So I think that we have to always look at the things that trigger us and ask ourselves, why is this triggering me? Does this have something to do with an unmet need, a desire, or some part of my heart that is maybe jealous or wanting or needing or lacking in those areas. And if so, how can I remedy that through the word of God? Everything goes back to the word of God, to scripture, to become the most confident, clear hearted, you know, steward of this desire to be financially fruitful. So that's the conversation we're having today because I believe that as a Christian with a business, You shouldn't feel guilty about wanting to make money or even selling on your podcast or in your business. You shouldn't feel like you have to apologize. You shouldn't shrink back from sales. I believe that those are lies of the enemy and that if anybody is going to think that you are selling too much or here for the money, it's simply just a reflection of what they are inherently desiring in their own life. I have the data points to prove this time and time again. So instead of us shying away from it, let's step into it because there are biblical references and uh, verses that I'm going to bring up today that are going to validate this desire in your heart to actually be financially stable, be financially successful. Okay, so let's dive in. This is going to be a good one. Hey friend, do you want to grow your online business and actually make more money? Are you sick of feeling pressure to constantly show up on social media or be tied to your phone 24-7? Do you wish you had more time to be present with your kids without worrying about your business falling apart? There's a way to simplify and streamline so you can make money, grow your audience, and still have balance in your life and business. Hey, I'm Steph Gass, Christian business and podcast coach, boundary boss, and multi-six-figure CEO. Want to learn how I did it? Go refill your iced coffee, because I'm about to teach you how to take your online business to the next level with God at the center of it all. I pray this blesses you. Let's get it. Talking about money, honey, the number one way that we drive organic revenue here at Stephanie Gas LLC, the number one way I have made real dollar bills that pay my team and that are, we're able to tithe at a high capacity, we're able to give the way that I'm able to pay off debt, the way that we're able to invest and just do epic things while I'm here on this side of heaven is because of my podcast, this one right now that you're listening to. When somebody comes and listens to the show, they decide whether they're going to trust me. They learn something and decide they're interested in maybe taking it a step further. They come check out the offers that I have and they eventually decide to purchase. 
what we've discovered is because podcasting goes deep and it is a trust, a very, very quick turnaround to trust building, people actually convert exponentially faster than any other platform I've ever tried, including because of the marketing budget that we have, even paid ads. Organic sales and conversion for us as a company is at 10%, which is absolutely crazy. It's industry standard, like exponentially best, okay? It's because of the podcast. So if you want to grow something foundational that's not going to ebb and flow like paid ads would or ebb and flow like the algorithm does or change overnight because there's something new and shiny. It's foundational. It's stable. It's going to be sustainable for you and your family over time. As a true audience builder and income producer, you need a podcast. Truly. If you have not started one yet, I want you to go right now and watch my 40-minute live workshop which is at podcastforgrowth.com. This is going to give you a 40-minute visual presentation. I'm going to walk you through it. How does podcasting work? Why does it work to make money? How come it works better than these other things you've tried in the past? And then how do you actually do it? How do you get started? Okay, so all of that is at podcastforgrowth.com. If you already have a podcast, but you want to make that podcast into a profit-producing powerhouse, come on over and check out my six-month mastermind program. Podcast to Profit, which is at podcasttoprofitmastermind.com. All right, let's have this combo, my friends. Look, I know that I personally, I don't know if something's wrong with me, but I've personally not felt guilty about making money online, about selling, uh, about marketing. I've not felt bad that my company makes a profit. I haven't felt bad that I'm able to employ people in my business because we are a profitable company. I don't feel bad that people buy my courses. I feel like it's an incredible gift for people to be able to have the step-by-step resource that they have been scouring the internet for from somebody that they trust infused with the word of God and somebody who is the same values, right? The same mindset as them and be able to get to an end result faster. For me, I think that that's amazing. It's an exchange. It's an exchange of value for the money for people to show up for it. And I've always been okay with that. And as we've grown and grown and grown as a company and made more money, the only time I've ever had a problem with this is when I believed that making money was um, my identity, right? And so as we get into this money conversation today, the first thing we have to do is look at our heart. Your heart is going to always tell you um, your motive, And the words that you speak and the beliefs that you have is going to be a reflection of what's in your heart. And so I used to be a person who didn't feel bad about making money because I thought money was the answer. I idolized success and that was wrong. That was sinful and my life crumbled because of it, right? My financial stability crumbled because I was putting worthiness and weight in money and success, okay? So if you're in that space, Before you go out and you're like, woo, Steph said I don't have to feel guilty about making money, like I'm going hard, you got to check the motives of your heart and you have to make sure that you're aligned with God's will and God's word over you as a kingdom business owner, over your finances, the favor that you receive. Because if you're not of a God-centered heart and your motives aren't pure and biblical when you go out to make big money, right, for yourself and the kingdom of God and the people that you're called to help, it's going to ultimately, hope maybe, not be used for good. So let's make sure first that our hearts are clean and we just, 
you know, work with God, pray, kind of do a little bit of soul searching. Now let's go to Steph 2.0, which is me now. After, you know, losing everything financially, my company crumbled. My I was a net, big network marketer. I'm sure you guys have heard my story. I have lots of episodes with my story. But I was left completely broken and God rebuilt me and God showed me who I was in him. And that included every single area of my life, including my finances, including um, my bank accounts, including my success, I have air quotes, including what I was called to become, including this company I run now, like everything. And so as I stepped back into business, I had a new mindset. My heart was pure and for God. My heart was, you know what, Lord? I've always believed in success. I've always believed in having, you know, leadership and in growing a team and being successful and being financially abundant because I'm called to it. Like I'm truly called to it, but I'm called to it now because I have big dreams for for God's work. I have big dreams for kids who are hurting. I have big dreams for animals who are hurting. I want to make... I want to make a way for people that work for me. I want them to be the most supported. I want them to be just lifted up financially. I want them to just be so blessed by the heart that they're and the the loyalty and the hard work that they pour in. Like I want us to be debt free as a family. I want to be able to invest in comp- in different houses or companies or whatever we want to do. Like I've got big big god dreams for big big profit and money. Because that's what it takes. That's what it takes. Let's stop Let's stop pretending that making a big difference on this side of heaven doesn't sometimes require financial abundance. Period. End of story. You want to make a huge impact? Well, money's a great way to do it. Of course, we're going to pray. Of course, we're going to use our time. We're going to be giving. We're going to volunteer. We're going to do everything in our capacity to do that. And why should that not include finances? If incredible people who are called to do the will and the work of the of the king, of the mighty Jesus, of Yeshua, why are we unequipped to rise into authority in our financial position? Go ahead and tell me why you are unworthy of playing on that equal playing field as everyone else who is not in alignment with God's will. I think more of us need to rise up into this positioning and say, you know what? I'm here to be successful. I'm ready to be a leader. I'm excited to become a CEO. I want to make the millions. I want to be called for the kingdom of God. I want to pour out for mission work. I want to give. I want to serve. I want to pour out and make a difference. And the way that we do that is we get out of our own way in the excuses and the limitations the world has placed in your mind and heart about why you should feel bad about selling on your podcast why you should feel guilty about making a course or coaching people, why you're wrong for talking about your offer every single time. I rebuke those lies over your life because I believe that as a mighty, powerful warrior for this kingdom, now more than ever, you are called for a time such as this to rise up and to believe that this is the way that you're going to step into this new level of working with God. You here for it? All right, me too. So let's talk a little bit about these five reasons that I found that biblically support what I just said. Because it's one thing for me to 
say these things to you and you feel something, I hope that I've emotionally connected with you and that you're open and you're listening to me right now. But if it is not backed by the word of God, how do we know that it's truth? So let's look at this. Number one, money is a tool, not a master. I think one of the common lies that we see is that if you're a Christian and you have money or you're rich or you're wealthy or you're well off, you're now selfish. You're now bad. You did something wrong to be successful. When in reality, God wants us to be good stewards of the resources he's given us. Money can just simply be a resource in your life. It doesn't need to be an idol. Money's not an idol for me. I'm not chasing money. I don't even think about it. Like God provides and I'm super grateful and I just step out the next day and I just continue to pour out and believe that God is going to be the banker of my life, that God is going to be the one to pour out when and when I'm ready. Like I'm just here living the life God's asked and believing for it, right? First Timothy 6.10 says that the love of money is the root of evil, but it's not the money itself. Money can be also used to bless others, to, like I said earlier, give to missions, to give to something that's big on your heart. If there's something that really bothers you, that really triggers you about this fallen world, you're probably called to it. You're called to give to it to help in some capacity, right? As long as we're not putting money or anything before God, it can be a neutral tool in our hand. It can be a beneficial tool. It can be a tool that can make a big difference in our lives. In 1 Timothy, the reason that we're talking about the love of money is the root of evil is because the love of any idol is the root of evil. Any idol. Are you idolizing social media? Do you idolize your phone? Do you idolize food? Do you idolize your body? Do you idolize your relationship? Any of those things are a problem. And we say, Lord, I'm so sorry. Remove this idol from my life. Help me to see you first and not this thing. Break this thing off from it being all that I think about in the name of Jesus Christ. And we find freedom whether that's money or anything else. And then we, we begin to see things in a different light, right? We are changed. We are changed through the power of the Holy Spirit when we allow Holy Spirit to lead us in our thoughts and in our ways. Okay, number two, we have a responsibility to provide for our families. We have a responsibility. I think another argument that we hear is that if we make money online and we're a Christian or make money and we're successful or rich or whatnot, that we shouldn't be focused on anything materialistic while serving God. The only thing we should do is serve God. We shouldn't also want to be out of debt. We shouldn't also want to go on vacation with our family or any of these things. And while I believe putting God first, I agree with that. That is 100% in alignment with my values. I get, I get it. But we are not just called to do one thing only. We are also called to take care of our families and not to burden others with our financial needs. 1 Timothy 5.8 says if we don't provide for our relatives, we've denied the faith. And worse, we are unbelievers. Wow. So making money and us having that financial stability can alleviate financial stress and bring stability to our home, to our families, to our kids, in our I mean, how many of you fight with your spouse and it's about money? That's the number one thing you argue about. I've heard and the online research supports that that is the number one argument that married couples have is about money. Huh. I wonder who's behind that, right? 
So we want to be able to provide, we want to be able to shepherd and steward, and it takes financial stability to do that. Okay, number three, we can be a light in the marketplace. Look, you have such a unique opportunity to bring to bring your faith, whether it's outward faith or whether it's inward faith, right? Like I've talked before that you don't need to be Bible thumping people. You don't even have to talk about your Christian faith if you're not called to do so on your platform. But what you are called to do is just be a Christian with those pure heart and the pure motive. Your light will shine before you, whatever it is that you say. God will use you whether you want him to or not when you're in alignment with God's will and God's call over your life, right? And so you can shine this light in a very dark and competitive space. We are online entrepreneurs. So, and some of you listening, you have a brick and mortar. Like you're in a space that is full of corruption and lies and idolizing money, idolizing success, climb over this person to get here. Like why don't we just step up into this space of I'm going to shine this light and I'm going to be the beacon. I'm going to be the truth bringer and I'm going to have purity in my heart and be the trustworthy leader that actually does make money, that actually does stand for the kingdom of God, even though I'm financially free. And that way other people can follow me. I can be the example. I think that it's so shallow minded to think that just because you pull up a seat at a big fancy table full of a bunch of successful people that aren't unbelievers, that for some reason you're the one that's going to get influenced. That is small-minded thinking. You are the one to be the light. You are the one called to be the salt. Pull up the chair, babe. Pull up the chair, sister. Like there's a seat at the table for you. Be the light. Stop shying away from that. That is the enemy speaking a lie over you that successful people have to be bad, wrong, evil, or doing something that is not of God. That is completely untrue. Okay, number four, God wants to prosper us. Oh, I forgot the verse. Okay, so for number three, sorry, when we talk about the light in the marketplace, Proverbs 11.1, that's where you can go check this out. Proverbs 11.1 encourages us to have honest scales and weights and to do business with integrity, okay? So that verse really highlights that we can prioritize God's values and God's will because it's in his word and treat our clients, our listeners, our students with love, respect, and honesty. You can change the game and inspire others, like I said. Making money literally can be a ministry in and of itself, okay? I digress. Number four, God wants to prosper us. God wants to prosper us. While we should never pursue money at the at the expense of our relationship with God, right? So of course, we need to be constantly checking because whatever is good and great, the enemy wants to steal and distort and make it bad. Of course, we know this. We ain't dumb. We see his tricks. So we're constantly checking, Lord, am I doing, help me to do, help me to be successful with a pure heart. Help me to be financially free and use the money accordingly for your will. Help me to take care of my family and to provide financially for my family without coveting money. Like just the Lord is here to help you. He will help you. I promise you. So God wants to prosper you in all of that. So we should not like, I feel that sometimes we limit God's ability we try to limit his ability to bless us. Not that we ever could, right? Like we can't limit God. 
But it's like we shut the door. Like God's over here like, I got a gift for you and I'm excited to give this to you. I love you so much. Like when, when you love someone so much, you want to give them a gift. You're excited. Like you think about what they might want. You go to the perfect store. You find the perfect color of that thing that they desperately wanted. You don't really care about how much it costs. You know, you just want to bless the person you love. You want them to be so surprised to receive this gift from you on this very special day. God is the same. Like he loves us so much. Us saying like, no, God, I don't want your gift is how we would feel if somebody said to us, oh, wow, thanks for all that hard work that you did and choosing this thing and buying this thing and wrapping it so beautifully and being here to present it to me. But like, I don't actually want it because I don't really think I'm worthy of it. I don't really think that I should accept it. Like it's actually crushing. Think of it that way. When you think of God trying to give you a gift, like he, he created everything anyway. So why should you feel guilty when he says, I want to bestow upon you a gift because I love you so much. Three, John two says that God wants to prosper us and be us to be in good health, just as our souls prosper. So we we want to be open to that, right? We want to be available for that. I want to be in good health. I want to live in prosperity. I want my soul to be as fueled and lit up by and with God and for his glory as my body and as my family and as my marriage. Like I believe that there is prosperity in all of these area of my life. Does it mean that it's always perfect? No. Does it mean that it's I'm always 100% happy? No. Does it mean that I don't fight with my husband every now and then? No. Does it mean that we don't go through times where finances look a little questionable? No. But what it means is that through all the ups and downs, because the world has fallen, because sin will come in and creep in because we're human, we still hold tight to the promises of prosperity from God. Like he's still going to deliver us. He's still going to deliver me. He's still going to deliver you because God is king. God is a deliverer. God is good. God is someone who wants to bless you. Okay, last but not least, Jesus himself <laughs> talked about money and financial resource, okay? So let's just not forget that fact. Jesus actually spoke a lot about money in the Bible. Throughout all of his stories and his parables, he was emphasizing the importance of investing resources wisely. He talked about not being greedy. He talked about being generous. Even if we had little, he talked about being blessed and being able to to spread that blessing that we've received to others. And then Luke 16:10 teaches us that if we're faithful with little, we'll be entrusted with much. So, making money can actually be a way of multiplying and diversifying what you've already been given. Whether even if it's so tiny today and you're like, "Yeah, this is great conversation stuff, but like I got 10 bucks in the bank, like I'm struggling, I'm paycheck to paycheck, like I am struggling." How do you be blessed by with what you've been given? You invest and use that money wisely. You pray and believe for God's prosperity and for multiplication and to see what God wants to do. I have no idea what God wants to do, but God is good all the time. And I believe and I have seen with my own eyes. I have experienced it. I've witnessed incredible financial miracle and breakthrough that God is a way maker. And he will make a way for you. Making money 
can be a way to build the kingdom for God's glory. And I believe it is a way, especially if you're called to creating an online business, you're called to entrepreneurship, you're called to leadership, like those callings on your life, they're not on accident. You're created the way that you are on purpose divinely, right? Like in the story of Esther, for a time such as this right now. So for us to shrink back and hide away, I think, is turning our back a little bit on what we're called to do and to be partnered with God and what we can do, what's possible for us and the people we can help. So there you have it. There are my five reasons why you should stop feeling sorry, stop feeling ashamed, stop feeling guilty for wanting to make money or even already making money as a business owner and as a Christian. Now remember, always seek God's wisdom, God's guidance, go to scripture for any and everything. Even today's conversation, obviously pray over it, seek God's will in it. Make sure that your heart is coming from a really pure space. Um, if it's not, work, God will help you. God will help you find freedom from that and go for it. If it is, you go. You go, friend. You pursue that goal with all of your heart, with a heart of service and generosity. And I just pray that this conversation has encouraged you to step out in big faith to rise into a new level of confidence, to embrace the abundance that God has in store for you. Amen. I love you so much. I'll see you soon. Bye. Did you have fun or learn something? Leave mama a review. Pretty please. I hope you loved today's episode, friend. I pray it stretched you, challenged you, or grew you in some way. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else who's been praying for a business breakthrough? It would also bless me big if you'd take 30 seconds and leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. Lastly, come watch my free workshop where I'll teach you how to grow your online business in less than two hours a week using podcasting. Watch right now at podcastforgrowth.com. I'll see you in a few days. God bless.